Great Charmers, welcome in, welcome in to another episode of You Know It Is Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me. Why don't you kick off your shoes and relax your feet? Come on in, come on in. I don't know why I'm thinking now, let's get it started. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas. Um, I guess I'm just a jukebox today, but come on in, come on in, come on in, have a seat with me, get you something sexy, okay, get you some infused water, if you don't know by now, sis, that's one of my favorites, Um, I love right now, my favorite has been some ice cold water with slices of strawberries, so deliciously good, Um, if you don't have your infused water, you can go for some wine, okay, if you need a little something, something extra, run you a bubble bath, turn this podcast on, and just sit and soak and take in this good word that's coming through today. I want to thank you so much for listening to me, subscribing, sharing the episodes with your loved ones, your girlies, your crew. I love the feedback that I get from you guys. It always encourages me to keep going and um, it's always amazing to just be encouraged. I don't take any of that for granted. So thank you so much. When you feel inspired to reach out and to share that something touched you, it means so much to me. So thank you because I am truly, um, I guess being obedient and in being obedient, living out loud. And it's amazing to know that I'm being used. It's a confirmation that I'm being used when you guys give me great feedback or you ladies of distinction gave me great feedback. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate you more than you know. Uh, for those of you who this is your first time listening to Miss Charm School Podcast, Miss Charm School Podcast is for women who are in transition, women who are either um, boy, you know, girlfriends to someone engaged or in your first five years of marriage. Spiritually, Miss Charm School Podcast is for women in transition out of their womanhood into their queendom. Your womanhood being where your decisions only truly affect yourself when you're in your singlehood season, where you can be completely selfish and the decisions, and not selfish in a bad way. Everyone should have a season of womanhood, and your season of womanhood could last multiple years if not decades. Um, But the main thing about the season of womanhood is that your decisions really truly only affect yourself. You wake up when you decide you want to get up, you know, you go out and live your life according to your rules and your decisions don't really affect anyone else other than yourself. When you are in a season of transition from your womanhood into your queendom, your queendom is just that. Think of a queen. A queen's decisions affect nations. Nations, by definition, just means tribes of people, groups of people. And so when you are in your queendom, your your decisions affect multiple people. They affect nations is how I like to say it. And so women who are in transition from their womanhood into their queendom is another way spiritually of looking at it as a space of elevation, or you could look at it as a space of promotion if you, if that feels good to you. And you are in a space now where your decisions affect perhaps your children your husband. These are different examples of nations where you are in a position in your job or in your entrepreneurial business where your decisions actually affect multiple different people's lives and livelihoods. Okay. And so that is 
my definition of a woman in her queendom. And so Miss Charm School podcast is not just about etiquette. Sometimes we talk about etiquette. Sometimes we talk about charm. Sometimes we talk about keeping it sexy. I need to do some sexy episodes coming up here in the future with, you know, getting, tapping back into that feminine sensual energy and lingerie and, you know, doing the things that make you feel refueled in your feminine. I want to get back to talking about stuff like that. Um, But that's not going to be this episode. But Miss Charm School podcast is not just about charm or etiquette or sensuality or, you know, the girly, girly things. It's also about becoming your highest and best version of yourself, truly from the inside out, being a completely whole woman so that as you are in your queendom, your decisions that affect multitudes, that affect the masses, that affect nations, you know, even the nation being your internal family, that you're doing so with just the ultimate um, amount of wisdom, elegance, intelligence, beauty, grace. That's what I desire because I understand that women hold such a very powerful place in societies. You know, we are the carriers of the wombs that literally every single person that comes here on this earth comes through the womb, W-O-M-B, the womb of a woman. Every single human being on the earth. So our decisions, how we think, how we feel, how we move, who we detach ourselves to, um, how we move in the workplace, how we go about our finances and our income, um, who we love, who we make love to, how we love on ourselves, all of those things matter. They literally and truly impact the world. The same is said for a man, right? No human being comes to this world except for Jesus, um, you know, except they come through the seed of a man's loins, right? Um, but that man has to partner with a womb and in that womb, the literal livelihood of the planet is incubated and birthed and taught, if you're fortunate, on how to be a person in the world, how to move, live, and be in the world, right? So I don't take um, the topics of this of this podcast lightly because I understand that you're just powerful, okay? Bottom line is you're powerful. And so for those of you who are listening for the first time, that is really the aim of Miss Charm School Podcast. And that's a long explanation. And it's a very detailed, rich, spiritual explanation. But that's really, truly the gist of this podcast is equipping you to be the best version of yourself, your highest and best version of yourself, a magnetic woman who flows through life with grace and with ease and with love and with peace. I want to say magically, but profoundly attracting into her life all of the experiences that she desires to experience with a high level of grace and class and impacting the world for better because you are better, right? So if it's your first time, welcome in. This is who Miss Charm School podcast is for. And for those of you returning back again, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing with others. This week's episode is actually going to be a vault episode. And it's something that was actually in, I had a course called Seven Day Miracle. I don't want to say it's a course, but I had a, a session called Seven Day Miracle that was behind a paid wall where you had to pay to actually experience Seven Day Miracle. And I decided, or I didn't really decide, but the Holy Spirit, I was getting ready to record an episode and the episode Battlefield of the Mind 
was presented to me again. And so I'm going to release that episode now. It is an episode that was pre-recorded several, some time ago, and it's powerful. I was re-listening to it and just smiling throughout listening to it um, because it's powerful. And I think it's timely after the last episode that was uploaded. So without further ado, let's get into this vault episode. It's super juicy. You're going to want to listen to it. It has a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, and I can't wait to hear your feedback. I'm also hearing right now to go ahead and let you know um, that because it is the first day of the seven day miracle episode, Battlefield of the Mind, um, which was a part, it was the first day, a part of a seven day series called Seven Day Miracle. And I'm feeling led to share right now that it's funny. Recently, I experienced a very profound miracle And I want to share that with you guys now before getting into the episode. So um, last episode, before this one, I talked about a struggle that I went through. And I talked about um, suicidal thoughts. And now I understand that I was dealing with a narcissist and, um, you know, that that was a deeply spiritual attack because... I have done so much work and put so much investment into myself as a woman in her queendom that, like yourself, we're powerful and people can feel our love. And honestly, the greatest commandment is to love God and to love your neighbor as yourself. And when you put a lot of work into yourself to be a master of self-love, when you interact with people in the world who love from a small cup, or their cup is small and empty, they don't know how to receive the magnitude of the love that you have to offer the world. Is that your problem? No, sis, it's not your problem. It's just your job to love anyway. But it doesn't feel good when people reject that love. And I feel like that's a word as well, because I think about God and how the Bible says that it's not his will that any should perish. It's not his will that any should Um, I don't believe that God wants people to be in pain. I don't believe that God wants people to, um, you know, be in poverty and be in pain and go through the adversities that we have to go through in this life. You know, there's a real spiritual warfare happening. There's really good and evil on a spiritual plane. There's really light and darkness on a spiritual plane. There is really the love of God and the absence of the love of God on a spiritual plane. And we're walking through the physical earthly experience of that um, because we're physical beings in a fallen state, not trying to get into all that right now. So when I went through that experience with those suicidal thoughts, interacting with someone who does not have a capacity for great love and also has an extremely small cup on how to receive love and rejects love. There we go. And so through that experience, I still love them with my arms wide open, completely unashamed, but it was painful. It hurt um, to feel the rejection. And it's interesting because God continues to show me that as a person who's put a lot of work into themselves to love themselves greatly, and it's, and I'm loving other people the way I love myself. Cause I have, I don't even want to say a tub of a big bucket. I have like a pool, (laughs) literally like an infinity pool of a big bucket of love for myself. And that love just flows over to other people. And I'm constantly being pushed to expand that infinity pool even wider 
And so when people come into my life, especially when they're trying to be romantic with me or like me in a romantic way, I have a large capacity to love others because I love myself largely and because I understand that I've been loved large. And um, I have another episode on that as well. I'm reminded right now where I have an episode on talking about that. You, your capacity to love others, I really believe starts with your capacity to receive love from the source of love, which is God. And when you can really truly say that you have experienced great love from God, it's easier to love other people greatly because you understand that you've been loved greatly. You've been given grace greatly. You've been forgiven greatly. And so it's easier I'm not saying it's comfortable, but it's easier to forgive others and to love others and to kind of put up with the humanness that sometimes is ugly from other people and look at the best in people because God constantly looks at the best in you when you're ugly and you're not together and you fall apart and you realize that sometimes that's just the humanness of walking through this experience. So I say all that to say that when I was you know, rejected by this person, when I was just trying to love them. God showed me in that moment, that's how I feel when I'm trying to love people. I don't force people to love me. And sometimes people reject me. Sometimes they spit on me. Sometimes their capacity to receive my love is so small and they're not able to receive the grand love that I have for them. Ooh, this is good even for my soul as I say that because I understand that if God is purely love, then even my great understanding of being loved by God, there's still more, which is why I still myself get stretched to love greater because there is still even a greater measure of love that God has for me. Um, and sometimes when we're not able to receive that, it hurts God the same way in the physical when people cannot receive your love in a grand capacity, it hurts you. But it's not our job to give revenge It's not our job to try to, you know, um, get back at a person or hurt a person. That's low vibrational. Leave that ish alone. I really want to say leave that shit alone, okay? It's low vibrational and it's not your job. God says that revenge is his and God can get people back because he knows each and every person that each and every soul that was sent to this earth. He can, I used to pray this as a child and I think it's so accurate even though as an adult, sometimes I feel like, dang, girl, why did you, you know, you was really coming for these people. But as a child, I used to pray, God, I give my pain and my hurt to you because I know you can hurt that person way better than I ever could in the physical because you know that person's inner workings. You know their fears. You know their dislikes. You know how they pain. You know their pains. You know what triggers them. And you know how to hurt them in a way that I could never even amount to. And I used to pray that as a child and I used to release my pain to God and trusting that the hurt I felt that God, my God who loves me greatly is just and he's going to, the Bible says vengeance is his. He's going to pay back. It says literally vengeance is mine. I will repay. God is going to repay. No one leaves this earth without reaping the harvest of every single seed that they sown, even the ugly ones, nobody, Okay. And I believe that with my whole heart. So um, I thankfully, praise God, I learned that as a child. And so it's been pretty much easy, again, not comfortable, but it's been easy for me to give my pain over to God. So anyway, last episode, I talked about the pain of the rejection and the pain of, um, yeah, somebody rejecting the love that I was just trying to give them. And this 
miracle, before we get into the seven-day miracle, day one of Battlefield of the Mind, is so timely because fast forward after that happened, I ended up getting a phone call from um, the person who I would say was, was the love of my life at the time. And I didn't understand why we broke up and, you know, it was very painful. That was a very painful experience. And this person called me literally, literally out of the blue and for like two hours poured their heart out to me and just shared, um, asking for forgiveness, um, saying how much they care for me, how much they love me and how these past couple of years have been extremely challenging for them doing life without me. And I don't say that to, um, I really share that to encourage you. I consider that a miracle because your love is not lost. When people experience the grand infinity pool of love of who you are because you've put so much self-love and self-work into yourself to heal, to grow, to heal your childhood trauma, to understand it, to evolve, to continue to push yourself forward, the world may tell you that's whack, that's lame, get back at them, you know, city girls secure the bag, swipe his credit card, sis, and leave him, get that, what is it, get that bread, get that cash, oh, you know, actually, you know what you know what it says get that get that bread then leave okay then leave right <laughs> for those of us who are not doing transactional relationships but actually are operating at the highest vibrational form which is love and not that we consistently operate at that level but that we operate at that level more often than not even though someone else may not be able to receive your capacity of love um because they haven't yet done their work to elevate doesn't mean that your impact is not felt. And ultimately, you know, I kept trying to tell my ex, like, hey, I'm okay. Like, you don't have to feel bad for me. Like, I survived. Yeah, it was hard. It was painful. I went through it. You know, I didn't run to drugs. I didn't run to alcohol. I dealt with the pain and I pushed through it and I evolved. I'm stronger now. And, you know, they kept telling me, like, stop telling me it's okay. Stop telling me it's okay. It's not okay. Like, I did you wrong. I, I didn't, I wasn't there for you. I didn't protect you. I was so mean to you. I didn't have to be like that, you know, and I really felt like, you know, they were saying they really felt like they went through hell these past couple of years without me and that they really went through karma. So I say that as a full circle moment, because in my last episode, I shared how, you know, I shared a very private letter from my father that was sent to me and how that was a full circle healing moment. And after I dealt with that, those suicidal thoughts of dealing with a narcissist, um, within a week, God brought another full circle healing moment into my life. And I think that that was him completely closing out the door of that mental attack. Like, the enemy will ne no longer have grounds to attack me in that same way of loving someone greatly and that person rejecting you because that person, God moved them to call me to share something that completely closed that door on that cycle. So let's say that hook that the enemy had with me, like that ability to press my button is completely gone. It's completely transformed. It's completely healed. And not that that person held the power to heal me. God already healed me. And he told me he healed me years ago. And I've been walking through that healing. That's the thing. Like you can receive spiritual healing, but then you have to physically walk through the healing physically. 
Um, and as you're walking through it, sometimes that means you have to do therapy or tap therapy or, you know, um, you have to walk through it then physically. You receive it spiritually, then you walk through it physically. But then God so lovingly put the cherry on top by having someone call me in the physical to let me know that, yes, they did love me the way I loved them. Yes, the love was felt. Yes, <laughs> vengeance is the Lord's and he did repay all of the ugly behavior that I received, all of the things that weren't right, all of the things that made me feel like I didn't want to go on anymore and why is this happening to me? All of the prayers that I sowed into the ground in that relationship, they profited. They profited. And that's a miracle. That's a miracle. Everybody doesn't get the opportunity to experience that. But I'm so grateful to God that the men in my life that I've greatly loved, God has moved all of them, my father and then my longest male relationship. God moved both of them to say something to me, to bring a level of physical closure, if you will, to a spiritual healing of a wound that I did not create on my own that was really initiated by someone else. And I just share that to say that God is a good God and he He loves you so greatly. And regardless if you, I pray to God that you get those beautiful moments in your life because I've been so blessed to receive that beautiful moment multiple times now. But um, it really starts with your mind and truly taking every thought captive and choosing joy in those moments where Darkness tries to come to take you out. Darkness is only trying to come to take you out. Darkness is only attacking your mind to try to remove you out of a space of being wrapped in love because you're powerful and because you've elevated and you've leveled up, sis. And so the attack sometimes is greater because you've become so strong, because you're planting seeds in other people's lives, because you're transforming other women or other men or other kids, because you're in your queendom. Think about it. A queen in her queendom, of and she's a powerful queen, and her nation is thriving. Yeah, there are people that are trying to attack her. Yes, there are people that are trying to take her out because she's impactful. There are plenty of people that celebrate her and praise her, but never think for a second there isn't an in, an enemy or a negative force also trying to gain territory or wanting to see her destroyed. But the fact that that presence is even there means that you are on your post, that you are on the job, that you are doing the work. And so I want to encourage you to continue to do the work. It is not for nothing. I don't care if the world doesn't clap for it. The world might be clapping for girls showing their ass on IG, okay, and throwing it back. The world is clapping loud for get that head, get that bread, then leave, okay? The world is clapping loud for that. And sometimes I like to have a little ratchet fun myself, okay? Yes, I enjoy it. Guess what? The world is clapping loud for that. But when you decide to be a woman of integrity, when you decide to love others greatly because you understand first that you've been loved greatly and you work on yourself to receive that love greatly. You are a difference maker. You are the carrier of light and love. Those are the highest forms in our earthly existence. And guess what? They are becoming increasingly rare in the world today. People don't even know real powerful love today. They know transactional experiences 
So you are rare and you are valuable. And I want to encourage you to keep going because if you can make it through that dark night of the soul, if you can make it through that midnight hour, if you can make it through that storm, I promise you on the other side, there is miracle, miracles after miracles awaiting you. I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, hello, 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 charmers. Hello, charmers. Hi, charmers. How are you? 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 It has been a minute, has it not? It has been a minute. We have not connected in months. In months, y'all, in months. And if if you're anything like me, which I know you are, which is why you're called to this podcast, you have been going through it, okay? The enemy has um, thrown every attack in the book, okay, at you and at your life. But can I just stop and celebrate for five seconds because victory is here. The new season is here, sis. The new season is here. And so I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. And I'm back with, of course, some messages for you. Um, And, oh, can't wait to get into it. So without further ado, I just want to welcome you in to another episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. And if you can't tell, I'm fired up. I am fired up, fired up fired up to reconnect with you and to talk with you and to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me to you. So I just ask that you are in your sacred place. I ask that you turn off the distractions. If you're driving in your car, turn on the AC, sis, roll up the windows, or, you know, just try to put yourself in a sacred place and uh, enter into the higher mind so that you can really focus and receive the seeds that are going to be planted into your soil. I ask in the name of Jesus, I did not even mean for this to turn into a prayer, but I ask in the name of Jesus that these seeds would land on fertile soil and that these seeds would be accepted into your soil and that they would be watered and planted and nourished and that they would gain roots and that they would grow up and yield prosperous fruits in your garden in the name of Jesus. Let no demonic spirit, evil spirit, or wickedness in high places come and rob the lesson that is coming through today for all of my charmers out there let this be a sacred holy ground where they can take off their sandals and be renewed in the name of Jesus and have their minds be transformed with the evidence of fruit in their lives God I thank you for it now in advance it is already done I see it done in the spirit and I can hear you my sister saying amen (laughs) Amen, 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 and so it is. Well, Charmers, I'm back, and the Holy Spirit had put on my heart about a week ago to do a seven-day miracle, and that's what I got, seven-day miracle, and I wanted to go live and maybe do some type of live video and have you guys come in on the live and answer questions in the moment and stuff like that. But, um, you know, just sort of didn't feel all the way up to it, to be honest. And so the Holy Spirit reminded me today, why don't you just, hello podcast, like, why don't you just pick up your microphone and just talk 
And I was like, oh my God, I could have been done this seven day miracle days ago if I just would have got out of my own way. But nevertheless, we made it and I'm here. So let's get into this seven day miracle. The reason why that was so on my heart to do is because you need a miracle in your life. You need a miracle in your finances. You need a miracle in your relationship. You need a miracle in your friendships. You need a miracle in your career. You need a miracle in the city that you live in. You need a miracle in some form or fashion in your life. You have been swimming upstream, doing it by yourself for far too long. Some of you have even learned to lean on people in your life, lean on your boyfriends, your fiancés, your husbands, and God has been presenting tests and trial in front of you to bring you back to a place where you, you do not lean on anyone else but him. And oftentimes that's challenging. Let's be honest. God is, is someone that we cannot see with our natural eye. And so sometimes it feels like, well, I need an answer right now. I need some encouragement right now. I need to be uplifted right now. I need someone I can touch and hear and who can talk back to me and give me advice. And so we pick up the phone and call people we shouldn't. <laughs> we uh, talk to our family members and they you know, present their advice to us, which I'm not saying doesn't have any wisdom, but oftentimes it's missing the mark if you're honest with yourself. And God is just sitting back saying, hey, sis, I'm the one that has all the answers for you. I'm the one that can take away your anxiety. I'm the one that has already freed you from abandonment. I am the one who's already said I'm your provider and your protector. I am the one that is uh, here to fill you with joy unspeakable, but you won't come to me. You're looking for the answers in everywhere else and everyone else instead of coming to me. And the only reason why I know that's you is because that was me. I definitely, for the past couple of months, I would go to a prayer rooms called the healing rooms in the city that I'm in. And there's such anointed people of God and they pray for you. Like you write your name down on this paper. They pray for the person's name on the paper before they ever even see you, before you ever even see the people that are going to be praying for you. And when you walk into the room, they call your name and they walk you into the room. Every single person has a revelation that God has given them for you and for your life. And it's such an amazing thing. But I kid you not, I went like three or four times, <laughs> multiple times um, over the last couple of months. And I promise you, every single time I went to the prayer rooms and I went to different healing rooms throughout the city that I'm in, I didn't even go to the same location. I went to multiple locations and each and every time I had different people pray for me. One time, three people, one time, two people, um, another time, two women. And uh, the last time I went, I had two women pray for me. And every single time, the feedback was joy, 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 joy and celebration, joy and good times, joy and celebration, fireworks, um, incredible joy, fulfillment, all these great things. And I was like, okay, you know, I remember in one session breaking down crying because it was like, I don't have no joy in my life. What the heck am I supposed to be joyous about? Oh, that I have breath in my body. Okay, cool. Well, last night I may have been suicidal, maybe or maybe not. Okay. And that's not too, um, you know, I'm being silly, but you know, it was serious for me at the time. And so that's why I was going to the healing rooms because I was like, I need some healing. Okay. 
And um, every single time, people that didn't know each other, people that didn't know me, even going to multiple locations, every single time the feedback was joy. People who've never seen me before were praying for me and God gave them a scripture about joy, some type of vision about joy, just all this stuff. And it was always about joy. And I was like, what the heck am I supposed to be joyous about in this time and in this season? There's nothing to be happy about. You know, look at my life. Look at my life. And I want to share that with you as we do day one of Seven Day Miracle. You're looking at your life. (laughs) You're looking with your external, natural, fleshly eyes at your life. And you are looking outwardly at the circumstances. You're looking at the people that are calling your phone. You're looking at the people who are texting you. You're looking at the people you have to interact with every day. You're looking at, you know, your mother-in-law. You're looking at your family members. You're looking at your friends. You're looking at your circumstances and you're allowing your circumstances to dictate your feelings. You're allowing your circumstances to dictate where you are. And the reality is, you're, you are not your circumstances. That's the reality. You are not your circumstances. The only thing that your circumstances should do is you should open your eyes, look at what is around you, observe what is around you, observe the, the car you're driving in, observe the house that you live in, observe your situation, observe your finances, and realize that you created it. No one forced you to create the situation that you're in. You created the situation that you're in. And the only thing that you should do is take responsibility for, okay, well, everything that I'm experiencing right now, to a certain degree, I asked for. And even though you feel like, well, I didn't ask to have this anxiety. I didn't ask to be alone. I didn't ask for this. But sometimes what we don't realize is that we unconsciously ask for things because of the thoughts that we are focusing on. And this is the lesson that I want to share with all of us today, starting with day one for Seven Day Miracle, is that your thoughts matter. Thoughts are things. And you are being challenged in this season to truly take every thought captive. I'm not saying you haven't had spiritual warfare. I'm not saying that there hasn't been attacks in your life. I'm not saying any of those things. But the moment you look at your circumstances and you start speaking what you see outside of your vision as your reality, and you start saying, well, why is this happening to me? And, you know, oh my God, look at this and look at that and look at this. And I don't know how I'm supposed to fix this. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm praying and I'm asking God and I'm asking God, but God is not delivering me. And I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. I don't know. I I didn't make this person come into my life. I didn't make this person treat me the way that they treated me. I didn't, you know, do this in my finances. I didn't ask to be um, fired. I didn't ask to whatever it is but the reality is the more you focus on the negative whatever you focus on it expands the bible specifically tells us to think on those things which are lovely think on those things which are good think on think on those things which are of a good report but we allow our brain to focus on the negative things in our life 
And sometimes the negative seems so loud. And what I've learned over these past couple of months is when it seems like a storm is raging in your life, honestly, the best thing to do is to be like Jesus and go find you a pillow and take you a nap. Okay, take you a nap, sis. And for some of you, that may be literal. But what I mean by that metaphorically is go be still. Go be at peace. Go manage your emotions. Go recognize, okay, wait, I'm being triggered right now. Why am I being triggered? What is this supposed to be teaching me right now? What lesson can I embrace in this moment right now? And I'll just be honest with you. I've had so many conversations with friends, people that are battling depression, people that are battling anxiety, people that are experiencing a certain level of spiritual warfare in their relationships with their significant other, people who are experiencing unparalleled loneliness, people who are focusing on the fact that, oh my God, I don't have anybody. I don't have friends. Oh my God, this person is trying to, you know, um, get my boyfriend's attention. Oh, um, you know, this a person in my life is is just being a naysayer and they're being negative or this person's adding stress into my life or oh my god I hate my job and I just don't want to be there anymore and you know or I got a new job and praise be to god I was so excited about it but now I'm not excited about it anymore and I'm not fulfilled and I just don't know what I'm doing and this was exciting a new opportunity a new venture but now I just I'm feeling like you know did I make the right decision and what the hell am I doing here and I packed up my life and I moved to this different place and it doesn't seem like anything's happening for me. And all you're doing is focusing on the negative and guess what the negative is doing? It's expanding, sis. The more you talk about it, the more you focus on it, the more you attach emotional feelings to it. Now you're crying about it. Now you're overeating. Now you're drinking. Now you, you know, you're starting to be lazy. You don't feel like working out. You don't feel good. You're not in a happy space. You don't have a positive mind. And now your joy is completely robbed because you've allowed your mind to focus on the negative and the negative has amplified. And now you've mixed your emotions in with the negative and now that thought pattern which was from the enemy is now a stronghold in your life and now when you try to get up from saying okay I'm empowered you know yes God is for me if God is for me who can be against me and now you're trying to speak life over yourself and you're trying to utilize tools and you're trying to pray but guess what that stronghold is there now because you spent moment after moment after moment, after moment, after moment, dwelling on the thought, dwelling on the thought, dwelling on that negative thought, dwelling on that negative thought, dwelling on that negative thought. And you cried about it and you called someone and you cried to them about it. And then you prayed to God and you cried to God about it. And now that negative thought has become an emotional stronghold. And I really want you to get a picture of this. There are clusters. There's an excellent book, um, I think it's it's something brain. Oh my God, I have it like literally in the other room. It's in the other room. Um, but it's about your brain. I know it's by Dr. David Amen, A-M-E-N, Dr. David Amen. And it's about, I think it's changing your brain or something like that. And he's a brain uh, doctor and a brain surgeon. And he specifically talks about people don't understand that like, you know, he, he goes over everything, smoking, smoking weed, alcohol, different things that have damaging effects on your brain. And even though they're slow damaging effects, 
effects. They create long-term uh, damaging effects on the brain. And he shows scans and he's very scientific, okay, with all this stuff. But one of the most powerful things about the book that I walked away with is thought patterns. There is a truly a such thing as automatic negative thoughts. It's called ATM. You know, uh, not quite America's Next Top Model, okay? Not A-N-T-M, okay? Just A-T-M, automatic, uh, excuse me, um, A-M, what did I say? Automatic negative thoughts, A-N-T, ANTS. Yes, that's the acronym he uses, ANTS. Automatic negative thoughts, okay? And with automatic negative thoughts, he says you have so many, like, you know, so many thousands of thousands of automatic negative thoughts. You don't even have to try. You wake up in the morning and they just come at you all day long. They're automatic. You don't have to try to think them. They just come into your life. When you juxtapose that with the positive thoughts in your brain, it's much lower. So you have to make a conscious effort. And this is where people get lazy. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to myself. When we're feeling it and we're having all these automatic negative thoughts, guess what? You don't feel like being positive. You feel like, well, you know, that's not authentic. That's not how I really feel. I really feel like this. Okay, sis. Well, the more you focus on it, the greater it's going to expand and you are going to create a situation in your life, not only are you going to create a stronghold that's going to be challenging for you to get up and walk away from, and you're going to have to ask for supernatural deliverance, and you're going to have to seek out supernatural deliverance because it was something that you created, but um, you are making it challenging. You have to learn to put in the work to be positive. Positive thoughts don't just automatically happen. Unfortunately, we live in a fallen world where automatic negative thoughts, I think he said you have like 24,000 or something like that, automatic negative thoughts every single day. You wake up in the morning, boom, they come at you all day long. And so he said in juxtaposition to positive thoughts, it's much less, like a thousand, it's much less of the positive thoughts that come into your brain. So you have to literally work physically work at being positive, physically work at controlling your tongue, physically work at telling your brain, no, 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 again, taking every thought captive and telling yourself, no, God healed me from abandonment. No, I am an overcomer. No, the Bible says show myself friendly and you will have friends. No, I'm not lonely. I'm surrounded by people. I'm surrounded by God. I'm surrounded by love. I am the one. I'm the chosen one. Yes, this career field is going to work out for me. Yes, I am succeeding at this job. Yes, I'm passing this test. Yes, this is happening for me. Yes, I have an amazing life that I love. Yes. And you have to say that past your feelings because guess what? You're not going to feel like it. When you start saying that over yourself, you're not going to feel like it. And the enemy's automatically going to come to you and say, or your brain is going to tell you, no, you're not. That's not even being real. That's not even being authentic. But you have to keep saying it anyway. You have to push past your feelings and continue to say it anyway. You have to continue to say it anyway. And so this is where I want to start with day one of Seven Day Miracle. Sis, it's time to get your mind right. It's time to stop being lazy. It's time to stop calling up everyone else for an encouraging word. It's time to take ownership. You are not a child anymore. You're at a place of maturity in your walk and in your faith. And you're at a place of maturity in life. 
It's time to be mature and be self-responsible for your own thoughts, to be self-responsible for the world and the life that you are creating. You are in the driver's seat of your life. No one is controlling your life unless you give them the power to control your life. It's time to take the power back. It's time to take the power back from automatic negative thoughts. It's time to take the power back from your mom, whose voice is loud in your head, your dad, your boyfriend, your husband, your fiance. It's time to take the power back of your friend that's loud in your head. Let me show you this exercise because if you feel like, no, I am, I I do have my own thoughts. I am thinking for myself. Let me show you that you're not. When you get quiet and you get still, who pops up for you? If you ask yourself, whose voice is in my head? Ask yourself that. Whose voice is in my head? And images of people will pop up. I know they're popping up for you right now. Names are popping up. You can even hear those people's voices in your head right now. And the reason why I know is because I do this exercise myself. But also, I remember, you know, three or four years ago, I was moving to a new state. And I couldn't wait to move because I had a best friend who I could hear her voice when I would close my eyes and go to sleep. Like every decision, almost not every decision, but almost every decision, I would hear her voice giving me an opinion about what to do and what not to do. And I just remember getting to a place where I was like, oh my God, I have to move. And I was so happy when I moved, not because I, you know, I didn't love that person. I still love that person. I still wanted to be that person's friend, but I wanted to get away from what at the time I was calling their control over my mind. And it wasn't that they were controlling their mind, but I had let them be in the driver's seat of my life to a certain degree in some areas, not every area, but some areas I had let them, I was submitting to their will for me, whether they realized that or not. You know, I was making decisions that I felt like, okay, well, what would this person do? And I'm not saying that all the time that's a bad thing, but what it was robbing me from, it was robbing me from my own voice. It was robbing me from making decisions for me. And when I started to make decisions for me, it really rattled that person and and they struggled with me taking back the power to make decisions for myself they felt like you know they would tell me all the time who are you this is not the person that I know who have you become and it was like no this is me this is my voice this is who I am and you know I'm happy with who I am you know, I'm not living out your future for me or your destiny for me or your thoughts for me. And I even felt like that at one point in time with my mother, that I wouldn't do different things or I would make certain decisions. I would hear her voice in my head. And so I know for a fact, for many of you, you've never done that exercise before. You've never sat still in a 10 minute meditation and just asked yourself, who's in my head? Who's in the center of my head? Whose voice is there? And you will start to just allow the people to pop up. It could be somebody that's dead, that's not even living anymore, but that person still heavily influences your decision making. And so since it's time to get back in the driver's seat of your own life, and in order for you to manifest a miracle, Over the next seven days, it's going to start in the battlefield of the mind. It's going to start with you getting back in the driver's seat of your life. It's going to start with you kicking out those people that are in the middle of your in the middle of your mind. And you need to start when you ask yourself, who's in my head? And those people start to pop up. You just tell them, thank you so much. I'm taking back my power. Thank you so much. I'm taking back my power. 
Thank you so much. I'm taking back my power. And send them their thoughts back to them. Send them their energy back to them. Just mentally imagine. You don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to call nobody. You don't have to email nobody. Just sit still and mentally send the energy back to them in love and in grace and take your power back. This is what I want to leave with you for day one of seven day miracle. Let's get our minds right. Okay. Because we have so much to get into over the next seven days. It's going to be powerful. I know today was already powerful. I want you to take back your mind. I want you to do homework, 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 homework. I want you to take some time in meditation and kick out who's in your head because they're not supposed to be there. Your voice should be the loudest voice in your head. You should be able to hear yourself. And uh, next to yourself, Jesus Christ, okay? (laughs) Because you ain't going to get it right all the time. But you need to have the voice of God be so strong in your head. So when you feel defeated and it is your own voice, you can have Jesus and the Holy Spirit right there saying, no, 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 I have overcome the world. And you are in me and therefore you have overcome the world, okay? So you need to sharpen your mind, but we're going to get into that on the next couple of days of real steps, action steps that you can take. But just for today, the homework I want you to do is just do a meditation and figure out who's in the middle of your head. Take back territory. I want you to realize and write down what are the negative thoughts I've been thinking? What are the thoughts that don't service me that I've been thinking and I've been meditating on that I've been focusing on? Because you need to become aware. And you know exactly what they are. You know the things that keep you up at night. You know the things you've been crying about. I need you to take it out of the metaphysical, take it out of the brain space, and write it down on a physical piece of paper so that you can get it out of your brain and onto a piece of paper. And then when you write it down, I want you to ask God, God, show me that I'm free from these things. And I promise you, he will lead you to a message. He will lead you to a song. He will lead you to a scripture that will encourage you and show you that you are already freed from those things. And then I want you to pray. If you don't know, I want you to pray for those things that you write down on paper. I want you to pray that God free you from those things. All right. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Let's get into this good work. It's work season, y'all. Talk to you soon. Love you, Charmers. Bye-bye.